0: ...to Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. This is going to be episode three of our series, The Hills Have Size," where we're revisiting the classic MTV television program, The Hills. Episode
1: three, An Unexpected Call.
0: And I'm Frank, and this is...
1: Meredith, also known as
0: Mayor B. Mayor B. B. All right, well, let's jump right in. Let's do it. Um, I would actually like to talk about the intro... With okay, recap of last week. Oh, let's do it. Um, I believe there was a little unintentional homoeroticism, ok where they are talking <laughs> about Jordan, and they say Jordan is about to make his move. And then it's a scene of Jordan and Brian shirtless on the couches. And it made it seem like he was about to make his move on. oh,
1: Brian. Brian's about to make his move on Audrina.
0: Yes. yes, oh, Brian, yes, but it made it yes. seem like they were about to make a move on each other because they were half naked on
1: I that. don't disagree also because Brian is wearing a leather choker. Yeah. And I think that
0: just sums that up. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can segue right into the episode. We can, yeah. So our episode begins with um, Lauren getting ready for work in the morning. Heidi's also getting ready for work. Heidi's also getting ready for she's, work.
1: She's done with school. She's getting ready for work. She's okay. a big girl now. Um, Lauren's I, actually hanging things up in her closet Which is That's grown up
0: It is And I noticed too she, she wasn't wearing shoes And I'm pretty sure she has fallen arches Oh Yeah, she, yeah So like, do I She, she little like, uh, What do you call it Intoned, Intubated Whatever Flat feet No no, no The thing you know <laughs> when you Pronates She pronates Oh um, so bit, do I, a bit. Everybody does um, So <laughs> I thought That Lauren was being I don't even want to say passive aggressive I think she was being a little aggressive With Heidi
1: I found her more supportive missing. Than in episode 2 episode two she hung up on her and said wow a real lunch break and then like closed her phone true in this one she said like you know you moved up here to go to school that's just like friend disappointment right she wanted to go to school with heidi
0: yeah but i feel like heidi was like oh i'm so excited about this job and lauren was saying things like oh mm, uh uh-huh like uh, okay
1: i'm gonna go ahead and say though that Elsie's intel was correct as someone who's had probably like five times more internships than Heidi, she knows what this means.
0: Oh, 100%. Which is I mean,
1: confirmed later
0: in the episode. But this is an actual Spoiler. job, <laughs> not an internship. I mean, it's a real job.
1: But she knows what it's like to be 19 and working more than Heidi does, well, which is surprising to me.
0: But has she had a job other than Teen Vogue?
1: Yes. Oh, she has. Yes. Before Teen Vogue. she was-
0: Yes. Where did she work?
1: She works for a like a fashion company in uh, season two of Laguna
0: Beach. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, but I, for me, the real moment, and this is a trend, and I hope we continue to see it all season, is Lauren... The anal bead necklace? Yes. Yeah. Again, another one. <laughs> another oh, one. Yeah. And I'm going to bring it up later, but there's a third anal bead necklace later in the episode.
1: There is. The black one is like... The most obvious, though. Uh, but, but the, oh, and the black one makes so many appearances.
0: But, but the one from last week wasn't the black one. It was a different one. Was it white? With I some colors? It, yes. Yeah. She has got, like, I don't know who's styling her neckwear, but they're really She probably is. Like, I can't. Like, it's ridiculous. I
1: mean, part of me can't wait to get to season two because that's when Lauren's fashion, like, starts to go way uphill. Um, actually, I thought the piece of advice that was supportive that Lauren gave Heidi is when she said, always dress nicer than you think you should. That is, that's very good advice for a first
0: day of work for someone who clearly has no idea what they're doing. Um, that is very good advice, but I feel like she's taking credit for something that's been around for a long time, which is dress for the job you want, not dress for the job that you have. But Heidi looked
1: completely shocked.
0: Um, she did, but, um, you
1: know. It's amazing Heidi could find the office a second time.
0: True. Uh, But I think Heidi wants to dress for the club that she's at. Because I believe that she thinks this job is just going to be partying.
1: She totally does. Yeah. So I She's 19 that. and she's about to work for a party promotion company. Dream job. That's why she that keeps calling it that. Now. Yeah, exactly.
0: So Brent Bolthouse, if you're out there listening.
1: Yeah. Hire Frank. He's yeah, hire ready. Me. <laughs> 19 and ready. <laughs> ready to go. So then Lauren is at work doing grown-up things in the Teen Vogue closet, hanging up clothes, wearing weird outfits. Totally
0: by herself, too. Where's Whitney?
1: So Whitney, I believe, was actually a full-time student at UCLA. Okay. So I think her schedule is actually a little more demanding than Lauren's when it came to school. FITM is full-time, but not, like, the same way a traditional university is. And gotcha. I, may, I may be wrong about that, but like Whitney was actually a full-time college student who was like in a sorority and doing other things. Whereas Lauren was taking fashion merchandising classes. I don't even know if that program's four years long. We should look that up.
0: We should. Yeah. That's something we need to figure
1: out. Yeah. So Lauren gets called into Blaine's office and is Blaine the assistant editor something or is he just in charge of the interns? Something like he's some dude. At I'm not Teen sure Rogue.
0: who he is, but his outfit was stupid.
1: Yeah, he was wearing a gray t-shirt with I like a maroon Ray Cornell
0: t-shirt with. A... I
1: almost <laughs> thought it was the Bayside Tigers for a second because of the coloring, <laughs> with a blazer over it. Um, which more power to you, Blaine. Yeah, but And he said, "So, Lauren, as i told you, you know this job was going to be lots of work. That's really descriptive, manager. Thank yeah. you for filling me in."
0: And that was like, and, and Lauren
1: it, just says yes.
0: That was kind of the theme of the whole episode. Yeah, was that lots of work. Lots of work.
1: You actually have to do work in order to be paid. People, this yeah. is important.
0: That's why they call it work. Now, so Lauren goes to talk to him. He tells her about lots of work, and the lots of work that she is given is that she has to fly a dress to New York, to New York for New York Fashion Week for Lisa. Yep, her boss that hates her, which actually at nineteen is like. Kind of exciting. Kind of exciting. Now, he, I have a couple problems with this. Yep. Number one, and Lauren sort of addressed it later on, but I, you know, I said, well, what about school? <laughs> like, Lauren is technically in school, and they didn't just say you're flying this dress to New York. They said you're flying the dress to New York, and you could be there indefinitely. You could be there for five hours. You could be there for a week. We have no clue how long you're going to be there. Yeah. How does that play with work, school? I mean, if you're in school, that you can't do that.
1: Well... Yeah, and that's a thing that you
0: could probably ask an employer, but at 19 you're probably afraid to. Well, but it's an internship, and as we all know, internships you usually get through school. Like, it's in conjunction right. with school, so she could easily say, like, a... hey...
1: Well, so I could see the really bold intern saying, well, you know, I have classes these days, so what do I do about that? Or I could see some shy intern just being like, oh, okay,
0: never asking, and, like, sneaking away and packing a suitcase. <laughs> and then failing out of class school. Yeah, and which then is... you lose the internship, because you can't have an internship if you're not in school. So yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. a real catch-22. Thank
1: you. I mean, 19 is,
0: like, half adult, at mm. best. Mm. I mean, I'm with you, but I feel like if he is head of the interns, in quotes, his whole job is working with college students who are interning at Teen Vogue. He should be like, oh, we'll check with your professor. I mean, it just wasn't addressed. I thought it was annoying. Yes. I thought it was fair. Fair enough. My
1: favorite part, actually, of that whole meeting was when Blaine dismisses her and he says, you're done. Go. (laughs) Just because you have four years experience on me, Blaine, and you're only like 25, Thank you very much.
0: I also wanted to know why they couldn't have used a courier. Or FedEx, for that matter.
1: Yeah, fashion companies do that all the time. I don't know. I wondered the same thing. I have no idea.
0: I mean, it seems ridiculous to me.
1: That is what FedEx Overnight was made for, am I wrong?
0: Yeah, and honestly, I would trust FedEx Overnight team... more than a 19-year-old intern.
1: With a valuable dress, of course. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, at least FedEx is insured. Well, and
1: at, yeah, and at this point, like... Because of distribution of Teen Vogue, like where it's printed and other things, that can't be the only thing they're shipping overnight to New York no. on a given day. And
0: also, why would Teen Vogue be in possession of a dress that would be needed for Fashion Week? That doesn't even make sense.
1: No. Unless it was something
0: for, like, Lisa Love to wear, maybe, and not part of the actual runway show. Lisa Love could fucking hike her ass to Barney's and pick something up. Like I mean, she's at Mark well, Jacob's show, she couldn't throw on a Mark I mean Runway
1: that's... things aren't readily available yet, they're a season ahead. But they're if not you're in at New
0: York Fashion Week, you have to get a dress from LA. Like, I
1: mean, I think means... it's more that if you're Lisa Love and you're an editor of one of the subsets of Vogue, you can pretty much get anything you want.
0: A hundred percent. I feel that. But like I yeah. just think it's ridiculous because I'm sure there was a dress somewhere in New York. But either way, like I had issues with the fact I'm like, just fucking FedEx is shit. This is bullshit. Agreed. Okay, um, so, <laughs> so so we, we then the beginning part of that well enough.
1: <laughs> so then Brian stops by to visit Audrina at work because when you're wooing a girl, there's nothing better to do than disturb her in the middle of a work. Day. Unexpectedly,
0: unexpectedly, yeah. yeah. Um, now the one Oh, were you working? I'm so sorry. I'm just going to stop by to flirt with you. And you're a low-level receptionist, so I'm sure they love it when your friends stop by.
1: And when you walk around to give them a tour, don't you have phones to answer, Audrina? Yeah.
0: Well, did you notice that whenever they show Audrina, I've never seen the phone ring unless it's Heidi calling her? Yeah. Like, we've never seen a phone ring.
1: So, my other thing about Audrina talking about her job is how many times, and we're only on the third episode, has she said she works nine to six? Like, it's the most torturous
0: effort in the world. Well, now, do you think that that was maybe a little foreshadowing? Because yes. now Heidi works 9 to 6.
1: Yes. But, Audrina said it in the previous episode, and I just think it's so funny that it's, like, this huge, massive thing. that Having a job means you actually have to be somewhere from, like, the morning until the early evening. Well, now, and, like, 6
0: o'clock is really getting in the way of their social life. But here's the thing. This is, I will... I Because we're adults, and we know better, we think it's stupid. Now, if I had to rewind my life back to when I was 19 Um, and I was working full-time, I was a little resentful of my friends that were in college who did not have to work full-time. So when you're 19, you have all these friends that are in college and maybe aren't working and have a lot of time to do stuff. It seems really shitty and annoying if you have to be somewhere from 9 to 6. Yes. So I get that they're being dumb about it, but I can kind of see the reasoning behind it.
1: Well, in Audrina's defense, too, going against my own earlier statements, when my office switches to summer hours, I go from 9 to 5 to 8.30 to 5.30. And then I leave early on Fridays, which is wonderful. But that extra hour every day, and for some reason getting there at 8.30 as opposed to 9 o'clock is so much more difficult. And I have no idea why. So she is on to something, but at the same time, I think it's funny
0: that it keeps coming up. Yeah, I mean, but I would be willing to bet that most 19 year olds not just these idiots on this show but most 19 oh year 9 olds. to 6 feels like your yeah, whole life but I'll be like oh my friends are in school they only go to class 3 days a week and they do whatever they want and, like, they, it's
1: so, like 6 o'clock I'll be an hour late for a happy hour how dare you yeah, yeah. so I,
0: I kind of get what they're coming I
1: hear you bit. I hear you now
0: what I would like to comment on is the fact is Audrina's hair yes um, please do Because I don't notice hair this is really your forte um, I, my little notation was just fucked she literally <laughs> looks like she had just fucked hair <laughs> like I'm not sure what happened. Like I don't know what's going Maybe on. Maybe she and Brian did a little like they may have touching feeling but, I in mean, the it closet. Was very tousled for that hour of the day. Like she's been at work all day. I actually
1: really like that she's wearing basically a camisole with mm-hmm. her tits out at the front desk and like a hardtail's skirt. Yeah. That folded over cotton thing. And I, I think that's more of like a California thing, maybe. Like the hot receptionist.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah totally.
1: And she is. She's very cute. Well, and but, a, what and it's very of the time. But Quixote? Is it a
0: modeling agency?
1: No, it's a studio. So it's like rentable studio space. Oh, so a like, photographic studio. N- uh, no, you can film there. You can
0: do, do whatever. other things. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because in a later season, spoiler alert, Teen Vogue rents out a space at Quixote. Oh,
0: I'm sure it does not go well. Um...
1: I think it does, but it's not
0: a coincidence. Um, I also wrote that Brian is a cheese ball.
1: Yeah. So Brian is flirting with Audrina, laying it on hard in his Nike long sleeve fleece warm up jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he said she mentions that they they have a shoot today for Maxim magazine, which in 2006 was all the hotness. Whoever was in Maxim was just like. The greatest thing on earth, apparently. And he said, oh yeah, do the models get mad that the receptionist is hotter? <laughs> and Audrina just giggles politely. <laughs> Which I have to say, though, if I were Audrina's age and a guy said that to me, I'd be like, oh my god, he really likes me. He's so dreamy. <laughs> He's so sweet.
0: <laughs> um, and he has, and this is also foreshadowing of later, um, Ryan Cabrera hair
1: meaning it's just like super like tall bedhead
0: slicked up messy
1: see you need to explain the hairstyles i don't notice them as much oh, as you oh they all okay
0: so in 2006 that was i i would say it's
1: almost like a pre poly d of jersey shore it's like
0: so tall well it, it's at the end of the bedhead movement which was when tony and guy I introduced this product called the bedhead stick, and it was basically just like a wax stick. It looked like a deodorant stick, and you rubbed yeah. it all over your head, okay. and it made you look like you had bedhead. And so, I feel like two thousand six was the tail end of that. Like it had already kind of was heading on the way out. Okay. But a lot like Ryan Cabrera had it, Pete Wentz, like they all had that just like oil a lot flip of
1: them looking. almost like still do. Oh,
0: it's some not haven't. Good. Let I mean, let I, it trust go. me, I had it too. But like it's it needs to go.
1: So. Lauren says, I have to be ready. A car's coming for me in an hour. And Heidi says, you're going to get ready in an hour. First of all, Lauren's all, she's already ready. She was just at work. Her hair is straightened. She has makeup on. She's in work clothes. All she has to do is put on an airplane outfit and throw some clothes in a bag.
0: I also love, and this is sort of jumping ahead, but a little bit. But she, so Heidi says, like, are you going to take the pink suitcase? Because she's looking for a suitcase. I'm like, Avi, like, what else would you take but the pink suitcase?
1: Hashtag pink suitcase.
0: Um, and the suitcase is big enough to put her in it. And Absolutely. I guess that's fair enough because she doesn't know how long she's going. Spoiler alert: she's it's there for less than twenty four hours, and it's she takes this huge. giant suitcase. It's huge. huge.
1: So I took a suitcase that size when I went abroad in London for nearly five months. I had a duffel that was also very large, but like, that's the size suitcase we're dealing with here.
0: To be fair to her, she didn't know how long she was going, so whatever.
1: Right. But then Heidi gives her a supportive pat on the back when she says, wow, two days you've been there and you're already like jet setting. And yep, jet setting means running errands on a plane. Yeah. And running yourself ragged at somebody else's expense. Pretty much. Exactly.
0: I was a little annoyed too that in, like the car comes to pick her up, she goes to the airport, they really wouldn't let us see where she was sitting on the plane. Like it was, it was just a shot of her face in the window. I wanted to see if she was first class, business class, coach, like you couldn't tell.
1: Yeah. She probably wasn't coached if a camera was filming her. Let's be I honest. I would one
0: hundred percent. I would answer, but yeah. I think they filmed it that way specifically so we would think she was coached because yes. they would never because fly they just
1: zoomed injured. in on her like sleeping on the window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually took note of the fact that she's wearing like a little military cap. Yes. Yeah, made popular by Paris Hilton, I believe.
0: Very yes.
1: Yeah. So that's what I wrote down. My about. best
0: friend Rachel still wears one to this day. Really? Yeah. Hers is black though, but yeah. Okay. She's a big fan of that that shape of cap. Okay.
1: To she wear it with pigtails? Um, the way
0: Paris no. used to? No, no, no. I don't think so. Maybe back <laughs> in the day, but now it just throws it on her head. Yep. Um, and then we go into the hot, hot tub. tub scene. Hot
1: tub. Yes. Yeah. Heidi and Audrina are just taking a load off. They had to work nine to six and life is hard.
0: Now, how do you think the other people who lived in their apartment complex felt about this? Because I would be pretty pissed off. If you couldn't go to the hot tub at designated hours. And I couldn't because these two bitches and their film crew were there.
1: Right. I agree. So my first thought was that, like, well, how long could it possibly take for Audrey and Heidi to utter these five lines of boring dialogue? And then I realized, oh, that could take them
0: hours. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Hours and hours.
1: Yep. No, I'd be completely annoyed. I wonder if, like, they all got a discount on rent or something.
0: Oh, I bet they got their rent for free no 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 not the stars the people who live there oh the people who live there no i doubt it because i'm sure that well no I, i'm sure they don't i'm just curious because i would imagine the attitude would be if people started bitching about it move the fuck out because now our apartment complex has been featured prominent in the hills and everyone wants to live here
1: you know what i bet the reality is is that they did those sorts of things at the weirdest times of day when no one was around like, when we see them lying by the pool in the middle of the day, no one's at home, so they don't care. A hundred percent,
0: but this was at night.
1: No, but what if it was the middle of the night? What if they were in the pool at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning?
0: Oh, even more so, then. You live in an apartment building, and you want keg lights and, and people talking at 3 o'clock in the morning in your pool? I'm just putting it out there. Either way, I feel like it was annoying for the other people who live in the building. I'm sure it was. Um, I wouldn't. I
1: wouldn't stand for that.
0: My favorite part of their exchange, and this is, again... Why I... <laughs> would be the perfect person to work for Brent Bolthouse Productions? A thousand percent. And why I am... I'm just embracing it. I'm a Heidi. Like, I am 1, a thousand percent Heidi. When she says... That's
1: okay. I'll be the Lauren.
0: Yeah, you can be the Lauren. Because I I'm, am... I am the more cautious one. I... When watching this... I, I mean, I'm probably really Audrina, but but... Um, <laughs> but when watching this, like, when she says... When I have so many about, things to say about that. We'll <laughs> get to it later. When she's talking about how... Like she hates her job and like it's really hard and it wasn't what she thought, whatever. And she says this line I wrote it and put in quotes. I just want to get us into clubs. I
1: ha- have the exact same quote in quotes in my notebook. Yeah, because it's an amazing quote. I just want to get us into clubs. That
0: was pretty much my mission statement from the time I was 16 until my late 20s. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm totally on board with it.
1: I liked the pick me up from Audrina when Heidi was saying she dropped out of school, which clearly she's sort of grappling with, you know, like she wants to be bold and like she dropped out and got her dream job and she is all that is woman. But at the same time, she dropped out of school and she's 19 and she's nervous about it, you know? Oh, so and yeah, Audra- I don't
0: think she's nervous about it at all.
1: Oh, a little bit. A little really? bit. Really?
0: I didn't pick that up. She
1: fears Lauren's judgment because she said like, well, that's for Lauren. You know, oh. And then Audrina jumps in and she's like, you've got to do what's for you. I was in Orange County Community College <laughs> and I dropped out too. OCC.
0: OCC. OCC. I was in OCC.
1: Yeah. Which I'm assuming is Orange County of Community. Of yes, yeah. yeah. But I think Heidi dropped that because she needs the validation.
0: Well, but I think she's only saying, well, not to Audrina, but when she says things like that, I think it's purely for Lauren's benefit. I think deep in her soul, she's thrilled to have dropped out of school. And wants nothing more to be done with it.
1: So one of my early notes when from the previews, when they're flashing back to Heidi playing solitaire at FITM and doing whatever I said, did Heidi ever enroll? Question mark.
0: That's a good question. I don't think she did. You think it was all just faked for the show? I could see I that.
1: I think they were going to move to LA together. They were friends. They were besties. They met in school and they decided to move to LA and they decided to pursue FITM. But I think Lauren actually interviewed and registered for classes. I think Heidi interviewed and was like, I want a party.
0: Well, do you think maybe that the school agreed for the interview just to be like, hey, we'll do the interview, but this bitch isn't going to school here.
1: I don't think the school rejected her. I don't think Heidi wanted to go. I think the school was on board because it was insanely promotional for them and probably still is, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, true. Yeah. 10 years later, it's like, oh my God, Lauren Conrad went here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we get to... Lauren is in New York. In New York. She has landed. And she... Changing in
1: an airport bathroom.
0: Yes. Um...
1: And her suitcase has exploded, by the way. A hundred percent. So, she packed only, what,
0: eight hours before? Less? What's a flight from... What's a red
1: eye from L.A.?
0: Well, it's faster to go from L.A. to east from west to east than it is from east to west. So, I think the flight is like five hours and 15 minutes, five and a half hours from LA to New York.
1: So, eight hours-ish, yeah. let's say.
0: Oh, from door to door. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she has completely turned her suitcase upside down in this bathroom at JFK. Yes. When, all along, the plan was for her to change in the bathroom. Call me crazy. Why wasn't your work outfit laid out on top?
0: Oh, okay. Neatly I think I can in. answer this. Um, A, she's 19. B, she only <laughs> had an hour to pack. I literally think she threw shit in the suitcase, zipped it up, and ran out the door. Fine. Like, through it. Like, I don't think there was folding. I mean, I think it was just throwing shit in the suitcase. I mean,
1: it looked, it looked like her suitcase vomited on the floor of the JFK yeah. bathroom.
0: Um, my issue with this is that they are filming in a bathroom. A public bathroom at the airport.
1: They probably put up one of those yellow caution wet floor signs, use the next bathroom. Probably. So all those other people in the red eye were like... Screwed. Cussing and mad.
0: Yeah. Um, because I would love to know where you find a private all-to-yourself bathroom at 7, 7 a.m. at New, New York's York airport. At yeah. JFK, yeah. Not or anywhere
1: really in New York, right? Yeah, no, I had the same note. So then, it is Heidi's first day mm-hmm. at SBM, which I'm calling Bolthouse. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's like SBM Bolthouse? I forget what I always just te- called
0: it Bolthouse. Me too,
1: because yeah. of Brent Bolthouse. Yeah. But I think it's technically SBM Inc.
0: Okay, something Bolt House.
1: It's the initials of the partners. And I think Brent is one of them. Um, And so they remind Heidi that she is here to assist. Yes. They dwell on that word. You are here to assist. And Brent says, you're going to help the mailing department today. I don't really know
0: what they're up to. That was my favorite. Doesn't know (laughs) what the mail department does in his own company.
1: I think they mail shit, Brent. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Last time I checked, I think they put shit in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. And deliver mail. To I think the so. Yeah. They, they I sort think so. and
0: deliver the mail and mail stuff.
1: Yep. So then Heidi's going to assist the mail department. Mm-hmm. She is very upset that she was hired on a full-time basis. horrified.
0: Absolutely this comes up horrified.
1: several times in the episode. And- she... I... I'm not quite sure why she thought she was interviewing for part time because she quit school for this.
0: That's what I was confused about too. I, yeah. In fact, I thought the opposite would be true. I thought, I thought she, she, she wanted full time. I she found it was part time. Be like, yeah. oh my god, if this is a full time job, because I believe she's salaried, right? Yeah. She was so excited last
1: week about her salary and our lunch break. What is not part time about that? Yeah. Or full time.
0: Sorry. I don't. I don't get it either. I mean, honestly, though, let's be let's be frank. This is what, because we are frankly speaking... <laughs> let's anyway, let's
1: be frank. Um,
0: because we all know what Heidi thought. Heidi thought she'd only be working at night. She thought she would be the hostess with the Moses. Yeah. She thought she would be showing people to the VIP at fancy clubs and deciding who got in and who didn't. That's what she thought. Of course.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to me, though, that Heidi really thought that what she would be doing was the really cool party promoting part, like right off the bat. But, like, event planners actually have terrible hours. Yeah. Like, when everyone else is enjoying the party, you're working. Weekends, you can kiss those goodbye. Yeah. You know, like, she's clearly younger. But I worked in event planning for a time, and it was really difficult. Yeah, it's hard. Our, it hard. Yeah, it was not my thing. Um. So she's very upset that she's working full-time, and she actually has to tough envelopes. Yeah. She sits down and actually has to put little mailers into an envelope, and she, she sits, <laughs> this is my favorite part of the scene. She sits down and she asks the other people at the table, also stuffing envelopes, like, so what's your deal? Like, are you guys interns or whatever? And they both smile back at her and they are like, yeah, we're interns. And one girl says like, I'm a student at FIDM and I just started. And Heidi just like, she gives it one of those passive aggressive, like, oh, I just dropped out of there. And now, and they're doing the same job. Now,
0: how did you take that? Because I thought that Heidi was saying, like, hmm, I just dropped out of there. Like, we're doing the same job and I don't have to go to school and you're going to school. Or do you think it was more like, oh, I just dropped out of there and, like, you're stuffing envelopes and I'm stuffing envelopes and I thought I was going to be better than this. Like, what do you think Heidi's, like, mental process was during this?
1: It was both. So I think she went in there with the bold face and trying to think she was cool and, like, I'm doing the same thing you're doing, and I didn't even need to go to school. But when she showed up and found out she actually had to work to get paid and it wasn't about parties and she actually had to sit there and help stuff envelopes, part of her was cloaked in shame. Yeah. And part of her was like, maybe I shouldn't have dropped out of school. I she think. Get I mean, maybe Heidi Montag was actually acting in the scene, but I find that hard to believe, and I think it no. was both.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: She's we not, all know she's not no, capable no, 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 of that. No,
0: no. Yes. Um. Well, and then we... Lauren is in New York. Back to New York. We are back on the East Coast very quickly. And I... Two things. Anal beads again. This is where the second anal bead notes okay. made its appearance. So right?
1: my note actually says, Elsie in New York, outfit, woof, dress over capris, prayer anal beads. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing note. Um, so Lauren is wearing a blue floral dress. It it's almost a like a dress? a tunic. Yeah, it was tunic. a tunic. Okay, it was
0: kind of like a short caftan.
1: Although for someone who grew up in California, I mean, short skirt length is iffy, and I feel like that could be a dress if you belted it. It
0: could have been, but it was yeah. kind of like that boho tunicy, right? So she's
1: wearing it over her classic LC season one cuffed Capri
0: denim. Which I sport to this day in the summer. Okay. And Well, not Capri, they were neat. <laughs> I mean Capri has been calf. This was above the knee. Shorts.
1: Whatever. She's wearing some ugly crop denim with a cuff at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overruling Frank even though he wears it. And she's wearing like a moo-moo over it for God's sake. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's blue floral, and then she tops it all off with another anal bead necklace that is red, but it's covered but in like it's covered in like red fabric or like thread. It om- it looks like prayer beads or like a Kabbalah bracelet, but covered over beads and in neck form. Yeah, but and her hair is side. in a sloppy ponytail. With some heels that she clearly just grabbed out of the suitcase and threw together. I liked her
0: plane outfit better.
1: Agreed. Like Why Why didn't she just stay in her work outfit from the day before? The camisole and the pencil skirt. Why not? So then we realized that Lauren is on her way to a Marc Jacobs show, which is interesting because Marc Jacobs makes many appearances in this show in later seasons, both in person and just his line in general. And I'm wondering what part of that hideous outfit was Marc Jacobs? Oh, because Heidi instructed her before she left, you wear the designer.
0: But do you think Lauren just randomly has Mark Jacobs in her closet?
1: Yes. As someone who grew up wealthy in Orange County, I bet she at least has a purse.
0: A purse. Yes, I could see, but not an outfit.
1: Her purse may have been Mark Jacobs, but that out, nothing about that said Mark Jacobs. No, not at all. So I'm curious about that. So then she drops off the dress. And Lisa Love informs her that she's done and she can go back to LA. She needs to
0: get on a plane and go right back. Now, I, I don't buy that for a fucking minute because they showed <laughs> footage of the show. She
1: probably was actually like filming TRL. Probably,
0: yeah. Yeah, Doing we should we, we should look the up LRL. that timeline. But she, I don't, I, I don't buy it for a minute. So I did refuse to buy it. They were just like, get out. And then they filmed the show. We saw the show. We saw snippets of the show. And I'm supposed to believe that Lauren didn't even get to see the show. Yeah. Like forget it. Like that. She
1: literally ridiculous. handed Lisa a dress and, and had to get back folded. in a cab. No, I'm
0: sorry, I don't buy that. for
1: And me. the sad, sad music that plays when Lauren sits down in the cab—it's no. basically like what you would hear in no, another show if someone's family member died. It oh, it, it was a it was town car. A town it was, car. It
0: was, sorry, sorry.
1: But the music was the point of the statement. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's the other thing too. I'm sorry if you don't know what your schedule or agenda is, and your boss says, "Oh, later days, you're going back to LA right now." Um, this is before Uber. Like a town card is just magically appear out of thin air on the corner for you.
1: And why did Blaine tell her you could be there five hours? You could be there five days.
0: I guess it depends. They the
1: thought evening, maybe they have. needed help for the, but a fashion shows one day. It's like an hour.
0: Well, but I- T and Vogue, I'm assuming is covering New York fashion week. Maybe. Like a not New York fashion yeah. show. Like I mean, they were coming. Maybe they a thought week, they had so. other jobs
1: for her.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think that he was forgetting that Lisa hates her.
1: <laughs> From <laughs> the Young Hollywood Party, any more time which, with her, by the way, possible. all you listeners out there, we realized today, thanks to some digging on the internet, the reason that the Young Hollywood Party episode was not really noteworthy or actually an episode is that the tables that. Heidi, Jordan, what's his name? Brian, Brian. (laughs) also known as what's his name, never really got kicked out of their table was because they were invited and told to sit there and told to sit there. So So the Young Hollywood Party episode was pretty much completely fabricated. 100% fake. Yeah, Yeah, side note. So Lauren is in her town car. The sad music is playing. And conveniently, there is a call from Heidi. Do you want to talk about the Call of Heidi?
0: I do because Heidi (laughs) basically um, just complained about the fact that like her job is hard. She has well, this was my nightmare of a job. Nightmare of a job. And what I and my notes, I wrote first millennial question mark. I feel like Heidi (laughs) is really pioneering the millennial movement because she wants to quit after less than a day. She doesn't want to work full time. Yes. She feels like she should instantly be given a high up position in this company. And and access. At the bottom. Yeah, access. Yeah. So I really like she's a champion of the way millennials are living today. Like,
1: millennial champion. Yeah. Heidi Montag.
0: In fact, I feel like she should be the face of millennials.
1: Yeah. Where it's interesting because I feel like actually Lauren is working really hard. And she says back to Heidi, she says, I don't know how I can do this and school. Like, she's so concerned about how much effort she has to give to both. She's almost kind of a little bit opposite of Heidi.
0: Uh, I think not a little bit. I think... She wants to work really hard and she's scared she doesn't have the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, that was my only real note about that.
1: Yeah. So, then Heidi... We're back to Heidi at work and she goes to Brent house directly at the end of the day, supposedly... And she wants to talk to him directly about some concerns she has after, you know, a full <gasps> eight-hour day. And she's really concerned about the part-time thing. She thought that she was hired under the pretense of working part-time. And he said, you know, the company really needs her, and they, they expect her to be there full-time. And the other woman in Brent's office, whose name I didn't catch, but it's another kind of higher-up at the company, says, like, you need to crawl before you walk. Yes. Yes. Um, cause Heidi basically says like, I thought I was going to be like hanging out with celebrities and promoting parties. And they're like, um, nope, you're 19 and you work here.
0: What I put about was that, um, I put Brent slash Lisa, same boat, because I feel like both yeah. of them have been saddled by MTV. Oh my God. What did they do to themselves? That they do not like or care for.
1: Well, and it's true. You do have to crawl before you can walk at work. That's the whole point of work. Yeah. A hundred percent. You weren't allowed to cut hair your first day. Well, yeah, I was. Really? Yeah. Were they volunteers?
0: No. I mean, I went to school. Yeah, but oh, I was mean, like my your first day on the job.
1: No, like your first day of like learning to do your profession. Oh yeah, yeah, no,
0: of course not. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was a little ridiculous. <laughs> yes, I was. And i <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, we're not all geniuses, Frank. <laughs> I um because I loved Brent's expression and face So like it's like fire her, like you hire this bitch. Obviously, she's annoying. He's so and annoyed, you're, and you're so annoyed with her. Yep fire her yeah like that's not the real world some little
1: blonde bimbo wants to promote parties and doesn't want to work get her out yeah and our favorite part which
0: was when she put in her google calendar
1: that's at the end you can't spoil that
0: oh okay that's my like last note of
1: the episode it's so good fair
0: enough we'll hold off on that
1: (laughs) okay so let's get to brian and audrina's date then um, Brian and Andrina go on a date it's actually pretty unnoteworthy but we have to cover it because it could be important later on
0: um, I loved that Brian I so Brian orders a drink at this restaurant the what
1: apple soshu apple
0: soshu and yeah. is completely drink shamed by the waiter
1: yeah that waiter should be fired Tons he percent. said
0: only women ordered that and gay men he oh. then modified it and said women and gay men
1: okay. order that drink but kudos to our man Brian because he says you know what I'm going to stick with my original order and get the Apple Soshu because I'm comfortable with my manhood. Yes, I'm going to give him a Huge points. Huge Huge points. points. Order what you want, buddy.
0: Now, my favorite parts about this scene was Brian compliments her hair. And Audrina (laughs) gets a very interesting look on her face. And she says, really? And I think it's foreboding because you know who did her hair? No. Justin Bobby. (gasps) That's how Justin Bobby ended up on the show. He was her hairdresser. Wait, I didn't know that. Yes, they don't. He say was it. her hairdresser. He was her hairdresser, and that's how he ended up on the show. Stop it. Yes. So I think when I think that there was an interesting. Okay, listeners, I... fans,
1: write that down. That name will become very important. To very you important. Come season three, I think mm-hmm. season two he doesn't quite appear, but remember that name, Justin Bobby. In accordance with Audrina.
0: Jessica Guilfoyle, this is for you.
1: Frank, continue.
0: (laughs) Um, And other than that, which I really, like, it spoke to me. Because she did, she had an interesting look on her face. And I think it's because she was thinking about the true love of her life. Her hairdresser, Justin Bobby. Um, (laughs) And um, I also wrote down that um, I finally figured out who Audrina reminds me of. And? Betty Boop. Oh, I can see that. She's the human embodiment of Betty Boop.
1: Yeah. I actually, I can't look at Audrina now without thinking about what the website D-listed calls her, which is ceiling eyes. Oh, yeah. Because her pupils are like a full half centimeter from like the bottom of the eye opening. So like her, it always looks like she's looking up. And now I, that's just how I know her. Um, I made a few notes about that Brian's actually a pretty attentive first date. You know, he's asking about her job and how long she's been in L.A. And, like, it's pretty boring, but at least he's trying. Yeah, i that. You up. know? And he says, like, so what did you move to L.A. for, basically? And Audrina says she's interested in acting classes. Yes. But she needs new headshots because, quote, she used to be blonde. And I was curious for your thoughts on that because she's clearly a natural brunette.
0: Um, She is a natural brunette, but if we want to go down the hair road... Um, of course she we do. naturally is... Basically, what you would call she's a hair color comes in levels, and she is a, between a level six and a level seven. And okay. Technically, in hairdresser hair terms,
1: she could be either.
0: Level six is lightest brown. Level seven is darkest blonde. So she's on the cusp. So with a lot of highlights, she could pull it off. I mean, she what could am be blonde.
1: I? Am I like a six or a seven? You're
0: seven. Huh. Yeah, you're seven. You're darkest blonde. Um, Wait, what's the
1: highest the scale goes? Ten. Oh, okay. Which is that hilarious. makes me feel like it's like one to ten is like hot or not hot, and I'm only a seven. Um, I find that insulting. Like I'm a six. You could be blonde, or you're darker than me.
0: I'm you're I'm light. I'm darker than you. Okay. Seven. is... One is like dark dark. One is blue black. Okay. And, I'm flat and blonde.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So yes. I'm blonder than you. Yes. Thank What's, you for coming to <laughs> hair information hour. <laughs> this is important though. I mean.
1: How many times do these ladies probably experiment with their hair over the course of the series? It's important we address Adrina it. Because Audrina later on
0: goes real dark.
1: She also goes real blonde.
0: I like her real dark, though. I don't
1: like her real I blonde. D- I agree.
0: But her she personality. Could yeah, I she agree. could go a
1: little blonde. Well, and Heidi goes damn near
0: white. Eventually. She still is. Yeah. It's more yellow
1: than white. Yeah. So then Brian and Audrina and their date, and he walks her to the door. They use the same shot twice of Audrina rotating her body towards him, but he gets invited in.
0: Yeah, and I feel like... Which
1: is ham-handed and awkward, but I'll call it a victory for Brian because Brian's pathetic.
0: And I don't know why I... Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I feel like they were implying that they definitely had sex only because the door closes and then the next shot is the front of the apartment building with the gate to the apartment building closing. <laughs>
1: and I closing. thought it was like a metaphor. So. It should have been like a hot dog going into yeah. a bun. Yeah. Way to go, MTV. Yeah.
0: So and that's what I took from that.
1: So then we open the next day with Heidi waking up in her bedroom next to Jordan. Mm-hmm. And her alarm goes off at 6.30. Oh, was that what time? I didn't notice? It yes. was 6.30? Oh, yes. It was 6.30. Being a grown up is so hard. But
0: it was 100% light outside. Yeah. No, I think... Well... I mean, they're in school, so it's got to be fall or winter or spring. I mean, yeah, like, it's no. not midday light at 6.30. It
1: looked like noon. Yeah. It looked like high noon, but that clock said 6.30. I don't disagree right. with you. And Jordan is not being a supportive partner, and he is kind of, like, making fun of Heidi and that she has a job and saying, like, oh, she's a 9 to fiver now. <laughs> Coming back to this, this is my favorite thing. Heidi says, 9 to 6. I Meet mean, it with babe. Venom. That she was. Like nine, 9 to, to six. 6. That extra hour, which I will admit in summer hours, that extra hour does suck a little bit, but it is funny. Does everyone in LA work 9 to 6? Is this something I didn't know? Uh, All of our listeners in California, feel free
0: to chime in. Well, I, I have not had an office job in a really long time, but when I had one, it was 9 to 6 because my lunch hour wasn't paid.
1: Interesting. Well... Heidi's too busy fetching lunch for other people. Spoiler sure. alert. <laughs> so then Jordan kind of whispers that Heidi should
0: quit. Yeah. It's been a whole day. Quit that fucking job. Yeah. It's really
1: You've stressful. You've given it one day and it's terrible. And they ask you to give up all of your hours from nine to six.
0: Now, I can't remember. What does Jordan do?
1: Nothing. I believe he does nothing. He's not in school? I have no record of what Jordan does other than the fact that he's Bob, related to Bob Eubanks of the newlywed game. Oh. Um, Nephew, so, grandson, son, something like that.
0: So, trust fund? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Heidi going to work, and Frank, I feel like you have some notes on Heidi going to work.
0: <sighs> oh, my God. So I was a little shocked and taken aback.
1: <laughs> um, no, Everyone, Heidi, just buckle
0: your seatbelt. And I'm not a snob in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't even own a car. But? But <laughs> Heidi <laughs> is driving out of her apartment. like Heidi with her Louis Vuitton bags and her allegedly fancy Which? lifestyle.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say she borrowed that bowler bag from Lauren. You think? That Louis Vuitton bowler?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, that would make sense because she's pulling out of the apartment complex and her Saturn. Saturn? She has a Saturn.
1: Was it one of those ones with the third door? The three
0: door. No. It was definitely a sporty model because that's what we had. I had to rewind because the back, <laughs> I was like, maybe it's an Acura because the back was Oh, like God. Acura. No, no, no. no. It was that grill Saturn. gave it away. It was not it was an Acura. It was a Saturn. Yeah. Do you think she goes to the picnic? Do you think she went to the Saturn picnic? What is that? Back then, when those cars first came out, when Saturn was the thing, they had the Saturn picnic, and anyone who had a Saturn could go because they were trying to be this community of like Saturn people.
1: <laughs> no, Heidi was at work. She works nine to six. That's 96. true. No <laughs> time
0: for the Saturn
1: picnic. <laughs> no, we both know she doesn't have time for that. So then Heidi's at work, and my note about this scene when she sits down with the boss about her day's task is that she's wearing slippers. Yeah. She's wearing Uggs
0: slippers. Yeah.
1: Or yeah. moccasins or maybe they're Tom... What are those called?
0: See, I thought they were Todd's only because... No, because they had think- fur sticking out the top. Because I didn't think that Uggs made slippers then. I thought Uggs were bowling boots. So they may
1: now. have been... Um, what's that? Uh, um, tomahawk? Oh, uh, oh God. I'm offending nations of people now. I don't remember what they're called.
0: I'm not very well-versed in slippers, so...
1: I'm not well-versed in moccasins of any kind. Um, but it basically looks like... She's from Colorado. For all we yeah. know, they're not name brand at all. They're just, like, sheepskin and, like, True. fur slippers that she puts on at work when she takes her heels off. And that's exactly what they look
0: like. I also... Thought...
1: Sitting in the office with her boss, no less.
0: No, I also thought that they... I'm hoping this was just edited and cut weird, but he... Gives her a list of chores, and at the end says, and Heidi, can you get me a sandwich for lunch? And she doesn't respond. No. Like, I'm sorry. If your boss says, can you get me a sandwich for lunch? She'd be like, sure. Or definitely. Or what would you like? Or, yeah. Like, you don't just, like, scowl at the floor. You say yes or no, for that matter. But something. You don't just scowl and stare at the floor.
1: She is really busy editing her Outlook calendar, which we'll get to. True. So... Lauren, this is the this is actually the big scene of the episode. I can't believe we've had so many notes about this episode where really nothing happens. But Lauren comes home to a message on the answering machine. Kids ask your parents what an answering machine is. And it is from Jason. Waller. Jason Waller, also known as Jay Wall. Which to digress briefly. Lauren dated on season two of Laguna Beach. He was Laguna Beach's token bad boy.
0: And super hot. Do we
1: have time for a few notes on Jason? Yeah. Okay. So Jason appears on season two of Laguna Beach. He's not on season one. And season two opens. He is dating Jessica, who is one of Kristen Cavallari's best friends. And he is he's that guy. You know, he's just like not nice. He doesn't call her back. He lies to her. He's always flirting with other girls. Like he's just that guy. And eventually he leaves Jessica to date this girl named Alex. And then Alex breaks up with him because he cheated on her with Jessica. He went back for a little taste. So then um, he and Jessica never officially get back together. It was just like a one-time hookup thing. And then he starts dating Lauren Conrad and it's kind of the talk of the town. And, um, everyone's really surprised by it because Lauren's kind of got herself together and Jason's this notorious bad, with, uh, bad, bad boy with bad boy, bad boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he apparently has some substance abuse issues from a he very, for sure
0: does. Yeah. Early sidebar. age. I did not watch Laguna Beach. I did, however, watch Celebrity Rehab. And he was prominently featured on Celebrity Rehab.
1: And it, it had been going on for quite a while. Yeah. So he starts dating Lauren. And in one of the last episodes of season two, like one of the pinnacle episodes of season two of Laguna Beach, they throw a benefit fashion show for some people in their hometown who lost their homes to a landslide. And they're all the student models... Lauren is like one of the fashion show producers. You know, it's very, it's very high school, but very, you know, very noble because it's for a good cause. And Lauren is kind of wandering around the set of this fashion show and behind the scenes, she sees Jason kissing Jessica. So he returns to Jessica for the millionth time. Lauren actually sees it with her own eyes and she says, basically, get the fuck out. And season two ends with Jason kind of appealing to her. Like, I know I messed this up. This is bad. And she's like, you introduced me to your whole family. You told me you love me. And then you did this and you're out. And she moves to LA and lo and behold, he calls her and he just... Well, wait, I thought she was in San Francisco. Between... No, 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 no. That was before Jason. Oh,
0: that was before Jason. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's technically the beginning of freshman year of college. So now she was in San Francisco... And she came home around Christmas. She starts dating Jason, like, in April or May. Like, they were kind of like a summer romance before she moved to L.A. Gotcha. So they basically okay. just broke up before she started the Hills. Okay. Yep. So now he's calling her a few weeks later and saying, just seeing what you're up to. That's what he says. He's just seeing what she's up to. Well, he's, I
0: heard you're in L.A. now. Yep. And I, I, we're just. I'm just seeing what you're up to. Yep. Now... I have about this call is that I Elsie's hair was on point. Despite the fact that she'd allegedly just gotten off a plane and it you know, straightened to hours perfection. Of, of well, no, it wasn't straightened, it was in a ponytail with curls. Oh, my with bad. A headband. Nope. Oh yeah. Beautiful.
1: I really white. should be quiet about all hair notes Head when it comes gun, to the show.
0: High pony curled, like on point, and it wasn't curled in New York. So like Obviously, bullshit. I don't believe that she just got (laughs) on a fucking plane and someone curled her hair in a limo. Like, there was some hair and makeup in between. But her hair looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Well, good for you. I defer to you on all hair notes. I shouldn't pretend to know what I'm talking about. So then we do a a quick cutaway to Heidi at work at this new job where she has to stuff envelopes. And she's sitting in front of her Outlook calendar and she adds an entry for Monday through Friday at 9 a.m., to recur every day that says start work. And then she also adds another appointment at six o'clock to recur every day, Monday through Friday, that says end work in case she forgets that when you're at the office, you're supposed to do things. And then at six, you can stop doing things and go home. (laughs) And then we cut to Lauren, who is now sitting in class at FIDM, apparently thinking about, the return of J-Wall.
0: Yeah, she's so overcome she's, with emotion. She about can't this. pay she attention can't to that girl
1: making a no. horrible presentation.
0: And I also was a little shocked. Um, there are no guys at her school. No. So That's weird. Well, so I was in a
1: communications program at school, and I can tell you the number of men in my program was 10%, if not less. So I can imagine fashion merchandising probably isn't up there.
0: Oh, but I bet it's at least, like, 30% mo's. you think that Lauren would have, like, a whole big homo fruit fly posse, whatever, running around.
1: You'd think. Like,
0: you're in fashion school? You're not friends with any gay dudes? That's weird.
1: Maybe MTV was really picky about who they would put on camera. Maybe.
0: But, I mean, they don't even, like, scroll on people's faces when she's in class.
1: Well, clearly we need to do more research on Fitum. I want to know more. I want to know what the programs are. I want to know how long they take. Let's look up their gender background while we're at it. Alright. Okay. So... That's it for this episode, An Unexpected Call. And next week, stay tuned. Lauren gets flowers from the maker of The Unexpected Call. Jason wants to start fresh. Heidi hates her job. And Lauren says, quote, it's different this time.
0: (laughs) So stay tuned for the next episode of Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. Thank you for joining us. And remember that you can find me... At at nanasmink on Twitter and at nanasmink on Instagram.
1: And you can find me at hey it's B on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And you can find the show at at Frankly B on Twitter. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great week.